Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, October 9th, 2021, and this is day 1309 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you and honor you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so much, my Lord, for creating this beautiful day just for us. And help us, Lord Jesus, to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for this day. Help us to let go of yesterday and not focus on tomorrow and just focus on today. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, who said you're naked or who said you were naked? (laughs) Who told you that you were naked, right? You may wonder, what on earth? Yeah, that's what God said to Adam and Eve. And uh, once they discovered some things that they weren't supposed to be tampering with. And so in other words, here's what the saying means to me. Uh, Who told you not to do what God has gifted you to do? Mm -hmm. By exposing something that within you that that may seem um, like a downfall to you or like a negative point to you. God is saying, I am not concerned about that. I'm concerned about you using what I've given you to use. So we're going to be coming out of Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 through 25. And then we're going to jump over to Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 10. All right, so Genesis starting in uh, chapter 2, verse 4. And it says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. So actually rain had not come about, until the flood with Noah and the ark. Okay, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. 
The gold of that land is good, aromatic, resin, and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Ashur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam named every animal that there is, every creature that there is, Adam named them. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. So you see, God could have formed the woman out of dust, just like he did the man, but he chose not to. And there is a reason for that. And the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woe man. For she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. And that uniting is when they have sex between the husband and a wife. This is something only meant for a husband and a wife. And when they do that, they become one. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Now remember that. They were both naked and they were not ashamed. And they became one. So that taking her uh, from his, the man's rib uh, also shows that oneness. How they are one. And it's something, you know, very special about that. And, and becoming one, again, when you get married because you don't really know each other well you're getting to know each other but you're becoming one so you put everyone else now uh, comes after the wife first god then your husband uh, or your wife so you don't um, no one else no family members no one else comes before uh, each of you your relationship and that is a problem anymore with marriages uh, so many people uh, get in the way, or we allow them to, and uh, that is not of God. So when they 
were tempted by Satan, who came in the form of a snake. He told them they would not surely die if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so Eve did, and then she gave her husband a bite, who was sitting, standing right next to her. And when they did, verse 7, I'll start there. It says, then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So shame entered. Uh, you know, they felt bad all of a sudden. They never felt bad about that before. Verse 8, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God, God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He knew God knew where he was, but he was asking the man to see what was, was he going to tell the truth? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. So now fear has entered in. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And he did. And you see. Now that has been done and God has now redeemed us and reconciled us back unto him uh, through the blood of his precious son, Jesus Christ, who died on that cross so that we could have life for eternity with the Lord if we choose him as our savior. And Jesus rose up from that grave victorious over death, over hell, and over the grave and reconciled us back unto the Father. But even now, we still deal with the fact that I am naked, ashamed, afraid, and God is saying, who told you that you were naked? Who told you you could not accomplish what I've given you to accomplish? Point number one, shame is a major tool used against us by our enemy, Satan. He's been using it since the days of our first ancestors, Adam and Eve. Shame has become so popular that we see it everywhere, from politicians, school grounds, to even cartoons. It's become a natural part of life to put others down, to make ourselves look and feel important or embarrassed because um because someone else or to put someone else down to make ourselves look good or to embarrass others, you know, to get a laugh. The enemy uses the tool of shame to make us feel less than, to make us feel inadequate, not good enough, unpopular, substandard, never enough. I have great news for you. God created you just the way you are in his image to fulfill a very important mission. I recognize that in doing the podcast, <laughs> you know, I stumble sometimes. I make um, the wrong, I, I can't read my own writing sometimes. Uh, there have been times I've belched <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, that's horrible. I just did. And God said, no, it's not. This is who you are. Be true to who you are. <laughs> I may laugh at something that may not really be that funny. I mean, you know, but God said, 
I am using you just as you are, your quirks and all. You are not perfect in your flesh. You are perfect in your spiritual man, the one that I communicate with, the God. I'm saying that God communicates with. So, you know, don't worry about uh, if you are not where you feel you should be. God is saying, you are just enough, just like you are. I created you in my image, God says. I gave you the breath of life to do the things that I've called you to do. Point number two, a friend of mine recently told me that I wasn't normal because I have no desire to try new foods. She certainly wouldn't have lived long and long during the years, the 40 years. <laughs> God sent manna and quail for the Israelites to eat while they were in the wilderness. They had that every single day, the same meal every single day for 40 years. I don't think she would have made it. <laughs> I am who I am. I'm not good trying to be anyone else but me. That's what's going to keep us grounded in the Lord, being proud of who he created us to be and not trying to fit someone else's image of who they want us to be. Let me say that one more time, okay? So it is very important for us to be true to who God created us to be instead of trying to be, uh, trying to fit someone else's image of who they want us to be. And I see this with so many students that I've had the opportunity to work with in the schools. I've seen it with many husbands and wives that I've coached. They're trying to be something to please the spouse and the spouse is putting pressure on them to be something that they're not instead of, instead of accepting them for who they are. I encourage you to be who God created you to, you to be to the fullest. And don't worry about what anyone else says or thinks. Laugh them off. Move on. <laughs> I'll never forget when my son um, came up to the school. We were teaching together at Northeast Middle School, teaching conflict resolution workshops to the youth. And uh, my son was born with uh, missing uh, one finger on on one of his hands, one finger, and and then one hand, uh, I mean, and one finger uh, looks, you know, like there's something wrong with it. Like it had uh, amniotic bands uh, that wrapped around his fingers in the womb. And those were like little, it left little rubber band marks in one of his fingers. And when he was born, it was just flesh hanging off his fingers. And they, they recon they not reconstructed, but they did plastic surgery and took the fine threads out and then cut the one one off that was just flesh hanging. And I always, I shared this story recently. I was always concerned about how he would be in school with kids. I knew kids would tease him and make fun of him. But when he learned to just say, uh, when he came to me one day and said, Mama, they're always asking me about my hand. I told him, just say, that's how God created me. And once he started saying that, he had no problem. <laughs> so now, fast forward. He'll be 40 this year. Well, this was a couple of years ago, maybe three. And uh, we were in the classroom and he was sharing. And the first thing he does with the students, he'll say, all right, he'll hold his hand up. Ask me any question you want about my hand. <laughs> 
he just gets that out of the way because he knows the kids are going to be curious and wondering. And they ask all these questions. How did that happen? Oh my goodness, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, that is so cool. You know, that you said what you did and, and, and all those things. He's like, yeah. He says, not a problem. And he goes on to teach the class and share. And he's such a great teacher. And then one of the young men, uh, that it was just a phenomenal little young guy. And uh, he was very short for his, what the world calls for his age group. I'm not even, you know, see how we buy into those standards. He was the size God wanted him to be. So anyway, he had like a something different about his neck compared to others, but it was still, you know what? Hey, that's how God created him. So he said, he, he always, he came running to me, Miss Jackie, Miss Jackie, I really enjoyed your son. He encouraged me so much because kids always would make fun of me and my neck and my height. And he said, I feel good about who I am now. I am who I am. And it just blessed my heart, you know, for him to come and and say that to me and share how my son's story helped him to recognize that he's good enough just like he is. What about you? God is saying, don't worry about what anyone else says. Don't worry about what the world system says. Don't worry about what statistics say or, or what you feel is the norm. Whatever God has given you or created you to be and how you are, uh, it, you know, is, as long as you're doing it to glorify God, it's not bringing harm. You're not harming someone else. God is saying, this is what I've given you to use as a gift to build the kingdom of God, to win many other souls to Christ. So stop feeling bad about, uh, I am not good enough. Yes, you are. You're more than good enough. And, or I'm, you know, I'm naked. <laughs> I'm fearful, basically, is what you're saying. I'm ashamed. God is saying, don't be ashamed. Don't be fearful. Go forth and do what I've called you to do. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.